If you want to contact me, or if you want me to read something, or even if you just have any questions about myself or the book, you can email me at moonthenightwing12 at gmail.com. The email will be in the description. Now back to the book. Hello, and welcome back to my podcast. Today I'll be reading Chapter 26 of Wings of Fire, The Lost Air. Whirlpool? Tsunami said, thoroughly astonished. Why would you want to kill me? She'd rather thought he was too boring to be a suspect. Rubbish, said the green dragon with a haughty haughty air. I would never... The spear poked him again, a little harder this time. Ow! My goodness, Anemone, I had no idea you were capable of such powerful magic. I must be a brilliant teacher, of course. Of course, I'd be more impressed if it weren't stabbing me. Ow! Anemone shifted her talons uncomfortably. I didn't think it would be you, she said. We should tell Blaster how accomplished you are, Ripple said in his oozy voice. She'll be so terribly pleased. Don't you dare, Tsunami snapped. Do you really think I'll find you threatening from in there? He asked. If you do, I'll tell Mother you try to kill me, she said. How do you think she'll feel about that? He shrugged and reached up to play with the gold hoop earring in his ear. She might find it quite admirable, actually. After all, I was merely trying to ensure that Anemone Deer would be queen. Me? Anemone wings fluttered open and closed. What? You don't even like me that much. Why do you... Why do you... Why do you... Why do anything for me? Well, Whirlpool said, frankly, I don't want to marry her. He pointed at Tsunami. Wow, Lori said cheerfully. That was totally on my list of reasons why someone might want to kill you. Don't worry, Tsunami snapped. I'd rather be torn apart by tiger sharks than ever marry her. Ever marry you. But I do want to be king, Warapo said. He held out his talons as if imagining gold rings looping around his claws. So I thought, if I got rid of you, I'd improve my chances of marrying a more agreeable daughter. I don't ever want to marry you either. And then be quiet. It's not really up to you, Whirlpool said, taking a step back up the path to the cave entrance. Once I tell Queen Coral and Queen Blister about what you can do, they'll be so grateful they'll let me have anything I want. But of course, then you'll be very busy using your powers to win the war, and you probably won't survive that. So I really should ask for Aqua instead. He tapped his snout thoughtfully as if he was musing to himself. You can't tell them, Tsunami shouted. She was supposed to protect an enemy for being used like this. It was the one thing her sister had asked for, and instead now it would be her fault if an enemy became Blister's pawn. She lunged toward the waterfall, but Clay jumped forward at the same time and held her back. Blue light crackled in front of them, and down below, the eels clustered menacingly like a sinister clump of seaweed. But at the same time, on the other side of the water, an enemy was moving too. She seized the spear from the air, spun it around, and smacked the side of it into Whirlpool's head. He staggered forward, then crumbled without a sound. His wings tipped sideways, overbalancing him, and in one sudden movement, his body slipped over the edge into the electric eel moat. An enemy yelped with fear and dropped her weapon. She reached her talons toward the water, but it was too late. A blinding flash of blue sizzled up the cascading waterfall. Tsunami jumped back and all five dragonets huddled close in the center of center of the island. 
The water in the moat churned and seethed around the spot where Whirlpool had disappeared. Thick green tails thrashed through the bubbles, and sparks flew as if several bolts of lightning were striking at once. Sunny covered her eyes, and Glory put a wing around, put his wings around her. Tsunami wished she could do the same for an enemy. On the far side of the moat, her little sister held, looked petrified in place. Slowly the flashes calmed down until only an occasional zap appeared in the wall. And then they st- all stopped. The waterfall was quiet, and so was the moat. Tsunami could see the eel, still clustered around a large dark shape at the bottom of the pool. But the frenzy had subsided, and she guessed she was lucky she couldn't see any details of what was going what was of what they were doing now. Anemone, she called, Are you all right? Anemone didn't answer. Her blurred outline was motionless, as if she were one of Orca's statues. I'm not sure I should tell you this, Starflight said, but you might be able to go through the water right now. Tsunami whipped around toward him. Really? Why? He pointed to the eels. After a burst like that, they'll need to recharge. We need a while to recharge, I think. So they might not be able to let off any shocks for at least a minute or two. Wait, he added as Tsunami flared her wings. But I'm not sure. I didn't read the scrolls as often as the other ones about dragons. I'm sorry. Starflight's black head drooped. It probably, it's probably not worth the risk. I wouldn't listen to me. But Starflight, you know everything, Sunny said. I'm sure you're right. I could go through and turn off the waterfall, Tsunami said. Then it would be only risking then it would only be risking me. But it was Starfight looked miserable. But it was my idea, he said. And if I might be wrong, shouldn't I? Poor Starflight. Tsunami twined poor Starfight, Tsunami thought. She twined her tail around his. She knew he wanted to be brave and helpful, but this was the kind of thing she did, not him. Don't be silly, she said. This is my kingdom. I'm responsible for doing the crazy things here. Do you remember what the scroll said about electric eels? Clay asked Glory. The rainwing lifted her head slightly. I don't think it was specific, she said. They can run out of charge for short periods of time, but I don't know if it this is definitely one of them or how long it might last. Think it through. Be more like Starflight. Don't be impulsive, Tsunami thought. But then, what if this was her only chance to escape? She glanced over at enemy. All I have, I, and I have to help her. But if I die, what happens to the others? She clenched her talons. An image of her mother's counsel flashed through her head. All right, she said. Let's vote. Holy moons, Glory said. Seriously, what have you done with the real tsunami? Quickly, tsunami said, shooting a glance at the quiet waterfall. I believe Starflight, Sunny said. I think you can make it through, definitely. I don't, Starflight said glummy. I vote nobody tries to just to be safe. Well, I want to get out of here, Glory said, and I'm willing to risk Tsunami's bossy scales to do it. She saw Tsunami a toothy grin. Clay shook his head slowly. I don't know. You're too important to all of us, Tsunami. I don't think you should do it. Well, that doesn't help, Tsunami said with a snort. Now I just have to decide for myself anyways. Some counsel you guys are. But those were pretty much the votes she'd been expecting, and she listened to all of them, and she knew what she wanted to do. She took a deep breath, spun around, and launched herself at the wall of water. It felt like leaping into a freezing hailstorm. Ice drops pelted her snout and, cl- and closed her eyes, slicing. Icy drops pelting her snout and closed her eyes, slicing through into her gills through the seaweed bandage, hammering their f- the fractured rib the fractures in her ribs. 
She braced herself for a lightning-sharp pain, but a moment later, her talons stumped onto a solid rock. Tsunami opened her eyes as she skidded to a stop. She'd made it to the other side of the moat, and her scales were still intact. She grabbed an enemy's shoulder and shook her until the pale little dragon looked up to meet her eyes. You have to get out of here, Tsunami said. We're going to escape, and I don't want it to look like you were involved. Go find Mother and hang around where she can see you so you have an alibi, all right? Are you listening? But look what I did, an enemy whispered, pointing to the pool. He didn't mean to do it. Tsunami said. She knew way too clearly how an enemy felt. An enemy. It was an accident. You didn't push him into the moat. And if it hadn't happened, think of how many dragons you might have have had to kill with your powers. Now you can tell Mother that with no trainer, your powers seem to be getting weaker. Mess it up. Mess up all the time. Make sure you, she thinks you aren't ready, and it won't be for a long time. But one day, an enemy started. One day, very soon, this war will be over. We're going to end it. Trust me. Tsunami squeezed an enemy's front talons in hers. Now, get out of here. Good luck, an enemy whispered. Tsunami wrapped her wings around her sister. Good luck to you, too. An enemy flew up to the flew up the cape path, her pale wings fluttering like moss as she disappeared around the bend. Tsunami hurried to, chain to, to the chain on the wall. The guards had yanked it down. Could she pull it back up? She tried hauling the chain in the opposite direction and felt it slide jerkily through her claws. Clanking noises rattled through the ce- from the ceiling, and she stopped for a moment, glancing up the path where the guards had gone. Were the guards at the entrance? What if they had heard her? Hey, kid, a raspy voice croaked. Tanai jumped and looked around. A scrawny sailing was watching her from his prison island. Even through the waterfall, Tsunami could see... The dark, glittering, the dark glitter of his eyes. You could do the same thing for me, he hissed. Set me free. Tsunami turned back to the chain and kept pulling. She didn't know what was in store for Coral's prisoners, but she also didn't know why they were here or whether they deserved it, except for two of them. Somewhere in the cavern, Riptide and Webs were trapped, possibly waiting execution. She had to find them too. What sounded like an enormous metal groan echoed overhead, and then suddenly the cascading water around her friends shut off. There was a beat of silence as they all stared up at the ceiling. Tsunami leapt first, flapping her wings to clear the moat, and the others followed her quickly. Tsunami pushed past them to lead the way up the path. What about me? yelled the imprisoned, imprisoned sandwing. I have to find ribs, reptile and webs, Tsunami said to her friends. Did anyone see did anyone see them on the way in? I did, Clay said. They're on one island together, not far from the entrance. The five of them hurried along the path. Tsunami kept her wings curled in and tried not to look at the fizzing blue water walls or the lurking eels. They rounded the last corner and saw the greenish light of Summer Palace up ahead. Tsunami spotted the guards first and pushed her friends back into the shadows. Only three, she thought. Three guards stood on the edge of the outside of the prison, chatting and tossing their spears from talon to talon. They didn't look very threatening, and perhaps they were secretly on the dragonette's side if they had allowed an enemy three to see Tsunami. She didn't want to fight them if she could avoid it. She didn't want to shed any more saving blood ever again. There, Clay whispered in her ear. He pointed over her shoulder. That's that island, just inside the entrance. Tsunami spotted the two blue shapes moving beyond the wall of water. 
She also saw a chain running along the stone beside their their island. If she should get, if she could get to it without the guards noticing, and then move the mechanism without the guards hearing it, riptides and web could be set free. Would be for you to escape the dragonets. There it is again, Sunny whispered. Don't you all hear that? Hear what? Clay whispered back. I don't know, Sunny said. I keep hearing. I think I hear wing beats. There are sea wings flying all over the place, Gloria pointed out. I know, Sunny said. This is bigger, higher. I'm not sure. Don't worry so much, Tsunami said. I'm sure you're imagining things. Tsunami stamped one of her feet and craned her neck toward the outside. No, I'm definitely sure, she said firmly. I hear wing beats above the canopy. Lots and lots of them. Sunny, Tsunami started, but then Clay's head shut up and so did Starflight's. I think she's right. Tsunami inhaled sharply, realizing what that, that meant. You don't think? Starfight lashed his tail. I smell fire, too. Tsunami didn't have time to think or come up with a safe, logical solution. She burst out of the hiding spot and ran toward the guards. Look out! she yelled. Warn the palace! All three guards jumped, and two of them accidentally dropped their spears over the edge. They stared at Tsunami as if her horns were blazing columns of fire. Move! she shouted. Tsunami shoved them aside, stood on the ledge, and yelled, Sea Wings! Mother! Look out! We're under attack! And then the first firebomb crashed through the canopy.